Let's do this. It's time for Hanging with Langan. I like that she's got a big, dirty mouth that gets her in trouble. Wow. Oh my gosh. Hello. How are you? Welcome. Welcome to the official kickoff of the second season of Hanging with Langan. This is where we chat with uh, an A team of guests from actors to authors to alcoholics, which oftentimes could be comics. Uh, we go from the serious to the silly. It's where comedy connects with curiosity and hopefully it's always fun and always smart. If you're seeing this, I would love for you to share this, start a watch party. Uh, this is going to be an awesome, awesome show because I'm kicking off season two of Hanging with Lang with two great guests, comic Julia Scotty. She killed it on America's Got Talent. And uh, you will find out what she told the judges that had them awestruck and the audiences on their feet. And it wasn't a joke. So it's really amazing. You'll hear all about that. She is front and center, uh, the focus of a documentary called Julia Scotty, Funny That Way. It's streaming nationally right now, uh, at October 16th, rather, through the 27th at newfest.org. That's the New York LGBTQ Film Festival. But we'll be talking all about that and how you can get tickets. And uh, we're also going to be joined by the film's director, Susan Sandler. I love this woman. She's so brilliant, so talented. She's done so much, which we'll also talk about. And she wrote the Golden Globe nominated film, Crossing Delancey. So let me, let me fill you guys in on what's going to happen here. I'm going to be coming to you live on Facebook, the timeline, the page, and the group page, Hanging with Langan. And um, you have all been so supportive. We're also going to be on all the podcast platforms in general, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, as well as patreon.com, Patreon. So we are sponsor free here because what we're doing is we're building a community and that is you. So <clears throat> you have all been so supportive and you're the ones who encouraged me to create this Patreon page. Yes, Monica Corton and it's patreon.com Maureen Lang and I'll put that up for you. But what is Patreon? It's a place where you can go and you become a producer of this show by supporting with a monthly subscription that begins at like five bucks. I mean, come on, that's cheaper than a Starbucks latte and up to a thousand for you rich people. Uh, so we don't have sponsors. You guys are my producers. And when you become a producer at Patreon, I give you bonus episodes just for you, interviews, post-show chats, my rants, my little videos, vintage mo. Um, I open up my vault and bring to you uh, some of my great chats from my broadcasting world, from Anderson Cooper to, do you remember Agent 99, Barbara Feldman? I interviewed her. I mean, I don't know how old she is now, but she was like right there and sharp as anything. Anyway, this is all content you're not going to get on the podcast platforms or here on Facebook Live. You're going to get those at patreon.com and you keep the content coming. We'll have Q&As. Uh, merchandise. Of course, I have the merchandise. This is so hysterical. You see, I have my Don't Make Me Hate You t-shirt, and I have my Don't Make Me Hate You buttons, and a lot of other stuff. Uh, you know, at different levels. I have levels like Carol Burnett, Dolly Parton, Rhoda, Joan Rivers, uh, you know, Ernestine. You don't have to, you know, I want to be able to, for us to speak freely, and we don't have some guy in a suit telling us what we can talk about. So I just launched Patreon today. I would love for you to go to check it out. And let me know what you think. Uh, and if you sign up at a five or ten dollar level, the Carol Burnett Dolly Parton levels, I will send you a "Don't Make Me Hate You" pin. And usually that's at the higher levels of pin, but it's cute. And at the twenty five level, you'll get a "Don't Make Me Hate You" T shirt, a small to two X. All right. So anyway, that's what I wanted to share with you. And I am ready now to kick off the season. Let me set this up. I'm going to start it with a little video clip of Julia Scotty, a fantastic comic. I'm at this age where if I were on a sinking ship and there weren't enough lifeboats to go around, right, and I was getting the last seat on the last boat, and just as I was about to climb on board, this young girl comes up, give me the sad face, you know, like, like I'm supposed to change places with her. Seriously, I'm supposed to say something noble, like, you know, dear, I've had a good life. You take my seat on the lifeboat.
solved by giving up my C on a light bulb. <laughs> You're going to have to learn to live with disappointment. <laughs> At least for a couple of more minutes, you know. <laughs> Oh, Julia Scotty with me now, oh, hanging and Langan. Langan. I'm hanging. I couldn't hear that. Were they able to hear that? Yeah, they were able to hear it. You were in the muted room, but they could hear it just fine. Uh, you killed it on America's Got Talent. What was I, that like for you? Uh, the killing it part? The, it was, uh, yeah. well, it was life-changing, you know, to say the least. It was surreal. You know, because you know, if you if you've ever done network television, you you know you don't really feel like thirteen million people are watching. You, you feel yeah, like please. Well, you can't think of it that way. I mean, I just went out thinking, all right, I've worked theaters before. This is a big theater. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna go. It's another show. It's just another show. The coming out part was a little, a uh, uh, little weird. <laughs> all right. Well, I want to set that up, and uh, Julia. Uh, is transgender. She's a comic. I am. Have been born Rick's body. And yes, don't call her transgender comic because she's a comic. She is a comic. I'm not a female comic. I mean, I am, but I'm a comic. Um, But uh, I want you to, I want to show them the clip. Okay. You know, your film, we're going to talk about the documentary, Julia Scotty, Funny That Way is the documentary, but we're going to get into all that. Ooh, I saw that. It's so good. This had me crying. Let's show this. This is on America's Got Talent. You did not plan to say this. I know that because I asked you. Um, let's, oh, here we go. Well, I'll clarify that after, if you want to wait after the clip. Yes, I'll, here we yeah. go. Rock on. I'm going to have oh Howie tell God. you what he thought. You are a joy. You have so much to offer. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Why did you start so late in life? Um... I was 28 when I started, and, and, and I did it for 20 years, and then, then I took 11 years off. I became a teacher, and there was other issues. Uh, do you want to know what they were? I would like. <laughs> well, for the first 28 years of my life, I was uh, known as Rick Scotty. On the way. Wow. Oh, wow. So this is big for me. Yeah. Well, you know... Whether you're a man or whether you're a woman, you're human. And you're funny. Thank you. And you're talented. Thank you. And you're brave. And I'm so glad we got to see you. Okay, I've seen that about five times. Look at me. I, it, it's I had the, talk about that. It's the mother of all coming out stories. Uh, they, they left. You know, I've been asked if the judges knew I don't know. I suspect probably, probably, but I, you know, I can never know for sure. Their reactions seem so real. That was the thing. Looking and looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the producer, uh, the exec producer, left it up to me. And really, because um, he, he said to me just before I walked out, he goes, are you going to you gonna do it? I go, I don't know. And you're a comic. You know how we have in our head, we have like that, there's a whole board of, directors up in our head you know meeting while we're on stage and oh, i totally yeah and so they were having a meeting about should we or shouldn't we you know and uh, and when he asked me that i just took it to, you know i thought the board said look we could maybe help people if we do this uh and so i just took a deep breath and it just fell out of my mouth and i waited and um it would seem like forever when they for them to absorb it, it and then all of a sudden from the back of the, the auditorium this is a huge room it was like 2500 seat room uh this wave and i could see people standing and i was like what the hell's going on are they gonna <laughs> you know are they coming after me <laughs> no no well let me ask you this like this is all live, right? Or is this pre-taped? That was taped. We, the first, I did three shows. The first two were taped. The last one was live. Mm. Uh, first one, that one that you're referring to, we did at the uh, Pasadena Civic Center, which is a big, big theater. Uh, but no, it was taped. Well, let's see what the judges had to say about you, Julia. 
Well, you are a piece of work, Julia, aren't you? I mean, you know, like the nice sort of granny school teacher, all sweet, and then you go into your routine, and it was like, whoa. Yeah. Surprise. I mean, talk about surprises. They're never ending with you, are they? So let's vote. How are you? It's obvious you're a yes. Heidi? Definite yes. Obviously, sweetie, it's a yes. And you got your fourth yes from me. Julia Scotty, Funny That Way, is a documentary where she is front and center focused. This is about her, her life from Rick Scotty to becoming Julia. And it is at the uh, newfest.org. This is the New York City LGBTQ Film Festival, October 6th through the 27th. I'll put that banner up. All right. You have got to tell me more. How has your life changed since that um, that night? Um, it's... I don't know that it's changed that drastically. I mean, you know, I, for a period of time, uh, locally, people were recognizing me on the street and they'd come over. And every now and then now, because I got the Showtime thing going on now, too. Uh, you got Showtime, too? Now what's happening? Oh, You're okay. Not- uh, with Carol Montgomery, our producer, oh, she... Women she of a Certain a, Age, yes. More funny women of a certain yes. age, yes. Great, great show. So, uh, you know, I do, I, you know, that part of it getting recognized is kind of weird for me still when it happened. Uh, but my, my life hasn't changed drastically. Of course, you know, the movie now has, yes, the money was going up, up right up until <laughs> everything shut down. Now nothing's going up. You know, we oh, were booked, know. you know, we were getting, we were booked all over the place and then everything just fell apart. Now it's donations on a tip jar on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> working in a parking lot. I've been doing a lot of parking lot shows. Oh, uh, Lord. Uh, but you know what? You know what? When I started, I was getting up at the improv at <clears> 2 <throat> in the morning, and there were three people in the place. You know, I don't have an ego where, you know, well, I'm too good to be doing. I'm damn right. Wherever I can work, I'm going to work. You well, know? that's what we do, right? That's what, that's we, what do. we do. That's yeah. what we do. Um, I will show in a moment um, a teaser from the uh the documentary but talk to me uh about becoming julia your childhood where were you born uh, as rick was, scotty uh actually scotty is my mother's maiden name my real name is something else ah uh, <laughs> but it was a lot more italian than scott scotty's italian too but i was i was born in uh in jersey in north jersey in englewood and i was raised in fairview new jersey ah uh, i'm and, a jersey uh, yeah, where? Uh, lake Hiawatha. There's no lake. Oh, you're way the hell up there. I know. Oh where yeah, you're thirty up. miles. Yeah, we're thirty miles from the sea. Might as well be thirty light years away. <laughs> yeah. Might as well be in Kentucky. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, and um, I was a musician for most of my early adult life. I was a drummer. Uh, but, really? Yeah, but strangely enough, when I was twelve or thirteen years old, I was in a band uh, with three other girls and me. Uh, you think that was a tell? That, <laughs> you know. But what I, did you feel like inside? Like, what does it feel like inside to be you as Rick? Well, it, when you don't know anything diff, different, yeah, because course, come, you know, in the era I grew up, that kind of thing just didn't happen. However, I can say every time I saw an article about Christine Jorgensen, uh, or or Renee Richards, or any you know transgender people from that era, I was I. I was insanely curious about it, never thinking that that was me. I knew I was, something was not quite right with me. And I, and I, uh, when I hit about 1920, I, I thought, well, maybe I'm gay, you know, uh, and, and, uh, and that turned out not to be true. And, and it wasn't until I was almost 50 that, you know, someone very close to me helped me reach um, the understanding of what I was. And of course, you know, the internet had a lot of information, not a lot back then, but much more than when I was growing up. Let me show a clip from the film, Julia Scotty, funny that way again, uh, the new fest.org festival in New York. Uh, you have to watch it. It's streaming live. It's so fantastic. October 16th through the 27th. All right, let's talk about your boyhood. Here's a clip from the teaser of the documentary. Okay. Just a baby born male. 
never felt quite right. Built a career in show business. And finally decides in his late 40s that something is terribly wrong. And throws it all away to change his gender and begin life again at 50. It isn't much to speak of, but it is my life. And it is important to me. Julia, that's powerful. It's very powerful. Well, Susan, uh, for, and Larsa Director, who will be coming yeah. shortly, yes. She's uh, she's a brilliant woman. She's you know she knew me uh, before we started, so we got to know each other pretty well. And and she, I don't think, and I think she'll tell her tell you the same thing. She she wasn't sure where this was going as a documentary. Uh, and and as she used to tell me while she was putting it together, it will unfold. Whatever the story is, mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. will unfold. That's and I th and I think it did. And I you know I'm I'm I look at some of those clips and I'm like I know that person. I know that's me. I know I was there. I can remember, but I can't I can't connect to him at all. That's what I was going to ask you. Um, being transgender and going through that transition from Rick to Julia, <laughs> do you ever feel? Like Rick inside, you does your thinking change once you have the hormones and and move on? Like, do you uh, think well, it? sure. So, I mean, hormones hormones physically alter a lot of things, you know, in the um, brain. But the interesting thing you asked if I ever feel like Rick, and and I can tell you that what I was when I was Rick, I still felt like Julia, and not that there's a distinction, but. I oh. felt so comfortable in, in, in this body, like this is where I belong, that I realized, you know, uh, as Rick, why I was having so many problems uh, back then, of not being able to uh, function in, in a relationship. Or, um, and you were married, Rick was married. A um, couple of times. Well, you could say me. I, yeah, it was me. I don't I know how to say Me, he, she. It was me. Yeah, oh, no, it was she, yeah. her, that. I always say a Trump is me, me, me. But they were just to, I was yes, I was married a couple of times, which is actually uh, uh, multiple marriages is kind of common for people in my age group who are trans because we spent you know coming up in the fifties and sixties we were taught you know the, the the white picket fence was what you'd strive for and and you know no matter how hard I tried to have that I just never I couldn't function as uh, as a male in that household I just. I wanted to be the mom. I wanted to be the female of the household. And I didn't know it at the time, but once it, once I realized what the hell was going on, it all made sense to me. Well, a couple of questions I have for you. It was very interesting in the film, Julia Scotty, funny that way to watch clips of Rick mm -hmm. making jokes. I wouldn't say overtly homophobic, but how would you say it? I should no, ask that's a good way. To, well, there's that one clip where it is absolutely uh, cringeworthy. Uh, I've, I've since learned that many, many trans and gay folks went through a similar period where you're in such denial, you know, that you'll do anything to distance yourself from having to face that truth. Uh, and and the, the, the feedback I got was, go easy on yourself, Julie. I mean, you know, you're not, uh, you know. Don't beat yourself up over it. And I don't. Um, you know, it's still cringeworthy, though. Well, to watch your reactions during mm. the documentary is very interesting. But what you have, like, even like Julia said to me, you know, because I was promoting your interview, and I want people to see your film mm -hmm. and Susan's film because it's so important and it's so riveting and it's emotional and it's funny. And it's also it's a comic's journey without the transcript, getting out at night, going to the gigs. But you mm -hmm. said, Maureen, please, you know, just refer to me as Julia, who was Rick and became Julia. And I said transgender comic because I wanted people to um, gravitate to the film. That's really, you know. But what I notice about you, you seem so comfortable in your skin. You seem so great. You seem so kind. Like you were saying, hey, Maureen, just even your kindness toward that. There's no defensiveness. There's just an open heart to it. 
Um, I've been very fortunate in that I've been able to get a, really like a second start in life. But when I came to realize who and what I was, this this sense of peace just overtook me, oh, and I've, I've had it ever since. So uh, when I say I don't want to be referred to as a transgender comic, uh, for actually for a long time during and after AGT, every time there was an interview, uh, it was always, you know, transgender comic Julia Scotty, yeah. to the point where I began to think that was my name, you know. <laughs> uh, and, and it turns out, I'm just, you know, what, I, what I'm saying is, uh, yes, I'm transgender, but I'm Julia Scotty. Yeah, first and foremost, comedian who happens yes. to be transgender. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I do, and I, other than the the promoting the film, I would not have worded it that way. But it's just good to know, and it's good that you can talk about it in a way that's so kind. So thank you. you know, you're more than welcome. I, you know, there's no point. There's enough arguing in this country these days. I, I have. <laughs> I just got out of my emotional ditch about an hour ago. I like. I got. I got nothing left, Lori. I, I don't. I don't even have a drinking problem, and I need a sponsor. I'm like, I can't take it. Um, Julia Scotty, I want to bring in the director of the film, but first, let sure. me just do a little bit of business, and I will bring you both back here because I need you both here. Okay. Uh, film is uh, Julia Scotty. Funny that way. Let me put up the nice banner that I thought that your director gave me so that people can see. There it is. It's beautiful, uh, isn't it? Yes. So you see where it is? It says tickets at newfest.org. Are you seeing that? And there's a lot, a lot of films that you can see here. It's the new, it's through New York City and it's the LGBTQ. I feel like there should be an S in there for me for straight. Can't you include me a little bit? No, and, you, you have your own festivals. Do I? What is it? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so anyway, I want you to go and check that out. So another thing, you guys, we're building a community. I told you we just kicked off the second season of Hanging with Langan, and it's going to be, uh, Julie, I'm going to put you in the green room for a moment. It's, uh, I'm expanding. I love my comic community. They will be on here a lot. I love them. But I'm, ex I'm expanding to bring in a total A-team. They're the A-team. But in addition to the comics, authors and actors, and I say alcoholics because they can be anyone, uh, and everybody in between. So the goal is to be always fun and always smart, to be real, to connect with people. And, you know, just it's going to run the gamut, which I'm excited about because that's what I like doing. And this is sponsor free. So we're building a community. What you want is important to me. Our connection is important to me. So I would ask, I just started, uh, joined patreon.com to build this community. I had no idea what patreon.com was, but go look at the site. I'd love to get your feedback. We can talk about it. You can email me. That's it's patreon.com Maureen Langan. You'll see, I have different levels of support. So your monthly support for like as little as $5 a month can get you a potato peeler. And if you act now, but if you today, what I'm doing, um, today to kick it off is if you go and subscribe at the five or $10 level, I will send you a don't make me hate you pin. And if you subscribe at the $25 level, I'll get you a don't make me hate you t-shirt. Uh, we go from small to two X. But more importantly is you keep the content coming and each level that whether you go the Carol Burnett level or the Joan Rivers level or the Rhoda level, you'll get different treats at those levels. Uh, only content only for you after this show, Julia is going to stay with me and we're going to talk about her dating life as Julia. Um, things that people say that we can learn from, like shut the frig up, you know, learn. I mean, that's how I'll talk. She won't talk like that. Uh, just we'll go even deeper behind that. So without further ado, I'm going to bring Julia back in and here she is. And I'm excited to, we're going to bring on the director. Why don't you introduce the director, Julia? Oh, maybe I'd be love to be. This woman has you talk about how has my life changed? Having Susan Sandler in my life has changed everything. She is a, a brilliant woman. She's a, a smart, witty, urbane, far more sophisticated than I am, insanely talented. And she's the director of this documentary about me. And her name is Susan Sandler. Um, and I love her. Well, let's bring her in, Susan Sandler. Hi, Susan. I love you right back, Julia. You now, know I do. Susan, I've had the pleasure of knowing you and meeting you and spending some time with you when I did uh, comedy in Nantucket. 
tell me how you came to be the director of Julia Scotty Funny That Way. Well, uh, you know, the idea of what an indie doc is begins with falling in love with a subject, falling in love with a journey. And it's a, it's a journalistic experience, which I know, Maureen, you can understand as a journalist. Mm. When you become obsessed with yes. any subject, any, any individual, um, you begin to figure out how you're going to illuminate a story that you care about. And I met Julia first on stage. I saw her work and I was, I was transported. Where, where were you? She was at the Dreamland on Nantucket on a great bill that was organized by the wonderful Jane Condon. Who, who happens, let's give her a shout out, Jane Condon. Comic, yeah, Jane Condon. Helped, yeah, who's also- produced this. She's an executive producer on this film, right. And a good friend. And a lovely friend and just a beautiful human being. And she brought and continues to bring incredible talent to Nantucket to the Dreamland. Oh, she, yeah, she's great. Jane does a lot for other comics, a lot. And I always hang out with folks. That's part of the experience for me is hanging out with the great talent that she brings. And I was, you know, I was just completely blown away by Julia Scotty on stage. Everything about her comedy was so rich and honest and riveting in a way that made me feel like I was watching early Richard Pryor. It had that kind of incredible impact. Yeah, yeah, I I really felt that. And I wanted to get to know her more. I wanted to find out as much as I could about who she is and what she does and and how I could support her. And I had worked with Jane Condon on a one-woman show. I'd helped her put that together and produce it. Um, And I I just put that on the table with Julia. Um, You know, here I am. How can I support you. So we began to meet and talk about a one woman show. And in the process of that, she shared her story, shared material. uh, And the more I saw of that biographical material, the more the headline was, this wants to be a documentary. This this woman's life is so rich and complex Mm. and her humanity is, is so accessible and so appealing. I knew she was a subject that people were going to want to stay with. And I knew I was going to want to stay with. So, I mean, I think that's where films begin, where important documentaries begin is not just an obsession, but an obsession with a subject that is worthy of that. And Julia certainly is her, her story and the way she lives her life and who she is and, um, everything that she represents in her storytelling is part of the fabric of the film. Well, I want people to know, I mean, you are a professor, uh, a full-time professor at NYU, Tisch School of the Arts, Canberra yeah. Institute of Film and Television. Mm-hmm. But you also, uh, is it, it's screenwriter, right? A screenplay. I want to say the right word. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in dramatic writing. I'm a playwright and a screenwriter and now a director. This is my directing debut. Well, that's what blows me away. I want people are uh, commenting here. Bob Johnson says Crossing Delancey is the best. You were the screenwriter for Crossing Delancey. I first I wrote it first as a play. It ran off Broadway with Melanie Mayron and Shirley Stoller from Seven Beauties playing the matchmaker. It was directed by Pamela Berlin. Had a nice long run off Broadway. It was. I didn't know um, that. Yeah, and it's still produced as a play all over the world. Um, most recently, a great production in Atlanta that I, I was flown down to see. It was just fabulous. Um, and then I adapted it from the play into the film. So the, my worlds are theater and film and um, now documentary. And comedy. And comedy. Comedy. Yes. But here's the thing. Like, this is your directorial debut with Julia Scotti, who this is amazing. It's also my producing debut. I produced and directed this. So it's both, both wearing both hats here in this film, which in documentary and in indie is about putting all the pieces together, not just being you know, given a, a big pot of money and go make the film. So it's been all of that experience in terms of the business side and the artistic side has been a real great experience for me. But I think storytelling is storytelling. I think understanding what a great narrative is and what a great shape of a narrative is and how what a story engine is, all of the stuff that I teach and do in my own work, uh, figuring that out in the documentary is, you know, is the same process, except in documentary, you don't invent, you have the materials given to you. And in this case, the materials were the adventure of Julia. Um, I I didn't know where that adventure was going to take me, but I knew that she was 
wonderful and that I had so grateful that she trusted me to tell her story with authenticity, the same authenticity that she brings to her extraordinary comedy. And that for me is trust. I have trust issues, as Susan can tell you. Uh, and it was very, very hard for me to, 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 to give her the stuff I gave her because a lot of it contained such personal information. And to her credit, you know, she uh, she was true to her word. She treated everything with care and love. And, and I, you know, what more could you ask for? This, I have to tell you, you had a real trust because it came through. I'm going to put the, the slide up here of the show so people can see the documentary. But Julia Scotty, funny that way, the new fest, newfest.org. You don't want to miss this. But what I have to say is having seen this documentary, there's not, I mean, I don't know if you left anything on the floor because you're, it is open. I mean, the, what is revealed here and the emotion and your, the isolation from your children for so long because you're a transgender. I mean, I'm crying and I'm laughing and you with your cigarettes all the time. and the t- <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I was, I told Susan, well, I made an internal decision. I said, if I'm going to do this, it's going to be uh, with the idea that it's going to help people who are either trans going through the transition or family members who have, you know, trans people in their lives. In any case, I wanted to educate. And I said, the only way to do that is by not holding back. And, and well, that was the, that was the point. And uh, again, that's a trust issue and trusting that Susan would handle what I was giving her with the greatest of care and love. And she did. Thank you. Oh, it shows so much. And I love the animation and the use. Of it. Just have it all comes together. Wonderful animator named Sam Roth. Um, Sam Roth. Shout out, Sam. Fantastic. You know, though, when you watch it and you watch how, um, Julia, I wonder if I should play that clip again uh, when you revealed to America's Got Talent, for those who just are tuning in, because I think it's so powerful and it proves a point about the trust between the two of you, because I don't know, your openness shows, like, it's like when you show your humanity, it, may, it allows other people to show their humanity. And the two of you created that in, in the film. You can't create humanity. You have it in you or you don't. You just plucked it out and put it in, you know, on the screen over the course of four or five years, I understand. I guess Julia Scotty, Susan Sandler, the film Julia Scotty, funny that way. Uh, this is Julia on America's Got Talent. And we're going to find that. You are, oh, is that the one? We have a lot of um, videos here. I hope I didn't lose that one. That'll make me so, no, here it is, yay. Why did you start so late in life? Um, I was 28 when I started, and, and, and I did it for 20 years, and then and I took 11 years off. I became a teacher, and there was other issues. Uh, do you want to know what they were? I would like. <laughs> well, for the first 28 years of my life, I was uh, known as Rick Scotty. On the way. So this is big for me. Yeah. Well, you know, whether you're a man or whether you're a woman, you're human. And you're funny. Thank you. And you're talented. Thank you. And you're brave. And I'm so glad we got to see you. (laughs) I can't hear. In the audio. We lost you. I know. Why? Maureen Langan's new microphone. Woohoo. Okay, Um, I can hear you now. I know. Sorry about that. Uh, I play that again because I think it's riveting, Julia Scotty. And Susan Sandler, the director. So, five years to work on this? Five years. Wow, right? Yeah. Yeah, five years. Susan, that's a a long process. What was the the biggest challenges, or how was the process for you that it took? I mean, Mm -hmm. it takes what it takes. It's actually actually not. You know, in terms of documentary life, um, I one of the people who was an advisor to me on the film, a wonderful documentary filmmaker named Sam Pollard, who has the Martin Luther King doc that's just opening at uh, the New York Film Festival. And Sam also teaches at NYU Tisch and has a, been a real supporter of this project. 
I was showing him cuts throughout those five years, obviously, you know, not early on, but, you know, in the year three and four and five. And, and he asked me, you know, how many years? And he said, it's about right. I mean, that's typically what is invested in the making of a documentary um, with particularly with a subject who is with us, who, you know, whose life is, um, is evolving and uh, we're traveling on that journey with her. So it's, it's really, it, it seems, I know Julia was a little impatient about it and sometimes I don't think she believed it was ever gonna actually materialize. She was, that would talk about an act of faith, you know. Uh, and I remember the first time you saw Julia, that was pretty amazing. Yeah, I do. It, was, it was pretty, I'm not a big cut. fan of seeing myself on anything, you know, on, on video, but when I saw this thing, it just, it kind of, when it's over, you just, you you know, you're just staring at it like, what did I just see here? It's like my entire life. And it suddenly becomes very real what she's doing, you know, that it's, it, this is my life and I'm putting it out here for total strangers. And, you know, you're caught between, yeah, you're caught between that terror of going, no, 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 I changed my mind and remembering. <laughs> Remembering your original intent when you agreed to let her do it, or when I agreed to let her do it. And it was extraordinary, the access that Julia gave me and the trust that she showed. And what we see in the film is very much that, you know, we meet someone who has a stage persona, and then we meet someone completely in her private self. And that's the feedback that I'm getting, and that's what we're seeing in the wonderful reviews that are starting to come in, which is so thrilling. You're um, killing it at the festival. Yeah, yeah well, we, this is our third festival, so we've been we've been getting reviews throughout. We were first we premiered at Nantucket. We went on to Aglyph and Austin, and then to Gina Davis's Bentonville Festival, which um, celebrates all kinds of inclusivity in the media. And we've gotten phenomenal reviews. And um, what what is observed in those reviews is Julia's authenticity and her willingness to her vulnerability, which we get to experience in the film. So we meet the private person and that that honesty that she gives us in her comedy, we also understand in her private life. So it's 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 a in that way a very, very unusual portrait of a public persona. Uh, it's not, you know, it, she doesn't she doesn't protect herself in that sense of don't go there. She's very open and we're very privileged to travel with her. Well, Susan, this is about you. I, I was going to say, if, if you see this piece of paper behind me, the, these are the uh, four rules of comedy by Bill Persky, great screenwriter. And the very number four is be vulnerable. And, and I'm a huge fan of the classic comedians, Chaplin, Keaton, all of them. They're all, all of their work is, they were extremely vulnerable people. And, you know, when you're learning to become a comic, it's very hard to let go of, you know, that, that shecky, shecky kind of personality and strip it away so that what people see on stage is your essence. And and the same thing is true with this movie. And, I, and uh, Susan has managed to, I hate that word, but capture my essence up there, too. And And that's why I think, you know, we worked so well together. Well, um, is number one on that list dance with poles while you still have the body to do so? <laughs> no, number one, actually. I would have been number one on my list. In order, in order of appearance, and this is how he said it too, you start with the truth, you stay human, don't reach for ugly, and be vulnerable. Yeah. And I, and I'd lo- I, you can't get any better than that for rules for comedy, I think. Oh, it's great. Um before I say goodbye to Susan, I just want a couple things. I want to let you folks know that um, Julia is going to say we're having an after show. We're going to talk about what her dating life was like, what some of the crazy crap people said to her when she transitioned from Rick to Julia. So we're going to get delicious and, and even deeper. And you're only going to get that at the patreon.com, which is the community. And these are just for you when you subscribe and become a producer of the show, because you are, and you're going to keep the content coming. Um, and you're going to want to go to newfest.org and not miss this. I'm telling you, it's riveting. It's like if you liked Barry Crimmins' documentary about a comic who did a lot to help um, children of sexual abuse, this has nothing to do with sexual abuse. But if you want to see a documentary that's authentic and riveting about a human being uh, becoming that full human being, 
uh, you're gonna, your mind's going to be blown. Um, you're just going to cry because I keep crying just thinking about it. Um, Susan, I have to ask you this. I know you love comics. I know how supportive you are. I have been on Nantucket during the comedy festivals with you. I see it firsthand. However, now that you have been on the road with comics, yeah. what do you think of that shit? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the bravest work there is. Uh, I, I can't imagine what, you know, I was talking to one of my very shy students the other day about the value of studying. Am we getting feedback? Is that what I'm hearing? Um, it's my crazy cell phone. Oh, okay. Uh, the value of stand-up just in terms of storytelling and taking a lesson from, you know, the Groundlings workshop so that he could do just pitch his project. You know, the idea of what it takes to be able to stand in front of a group of people and challenge yourself to make them laugh. I can't conceive of, of the the guts that it takes to find that, to find that moment in your, in yourself. But I, Ma Maureen, I wanted to remember with you, I went to a birthday party of yours um, in New York at a very Irish pub uh, where the you took, was it the landmark. Yes. You landmark. took over the back room. Yeah. And you, you were in this fabulously sexy little dress uh, do you remember that night? Did I dream it? Did that happen? Was that, well, that real? happened? That was my 50th birthday party. Yeah. Oh. But I didn't tell people it was a birthday party because I don't like that fuss. So I just invited people to come and have a party and I had an Irish uh, session and I had, um, open bar cause I'm not cheap and I had food. Yeah, no, you didn't. And yeah, no, you didn't. Wow. That was your 50th birthday party. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. You look what, so what beautiful. What is an Irish session? Oh, it's when you get the fiddle players and. Oh, oh, oh okay. okay. Usually they just all get together, really, and just all sit down like an improv thing. But I hired yeah. an Irish trio to do their thing. Let's let's pray that we all get together and do the same kind of celebration in New York um, when life returns. Um, we'll celebrate this film, which we hope will be released January, February of next year. Um, so, least where will it be? Like it'll be. Um, I can't talk about. We're in the. We're finalizing the distribution oh. now. So this new fest is a place where you can get an early peek at it. Those of you who can um, join us at Newfest, wonderful newfest.org. It's streaming the 16th to the 27th. Tickets are really affordable. I think they're twelve dollars yeah. for single, and the passes are not that expensive. But um, we will be released uh, next year, early next year. So looking forward to. Coming back and talking about that. Julia doesn't know anything about it. News to me. I'm just hearing this for the first time. You'll let me know. And You're we'll going to get a phone us. call later. <laughs> uh, no, I, I want to hear. We'll, we'll talk. You'll let us know once you know. And yep. so, I'm so happy you joined us. And you're just so wonderful and so bright and brilliant. And I have it up there, newfest.org. Is there anything else you wanted to promote? That's your thing? No, just well, Julia Scotty, funny that way. You can find us our our Twitter and our Facebook and our beautiful it, lots of images of Julia on our Instagram. So um, can't get enough of her. Susan, thank you so much. So thank I'm going to get back to Julia. We're going to talk more about. Uh, <laughs> so Julia, I mean, what an amazing experience to hang out with Susan Sandler. Oh, please, it's, uh, she's she. Um, you know, she plays everything so close to the vest. And when you find out a new factoid about her, you just go, it's one of those. <laughs> and, uh, she is, yeah, she's a really an amazing human being and a real role model uh, at my old age. Yes. And, and that's, I can imagine how she is for her students. Uh, she's terrific. Yeah. Yeah, can you imagine taking a, she teaches you guys in New York City at the Tisch School for the Arts. I would be all over that if I were you. Um, would you please, uh, well, before we stop, we're going to uh, do more and put five or ten. We're going to put a short interview on Patreon.com to have you people support Maureen Langan. Patreon.com to support Maureen Langan. Like I'm third person. I just, <laughs> I was trying to give you the name. It's Patreon.com, Maureen Langan. Um, and I'm going to be bringing great guests to you all the time. Now, Julia, we're going to talk fun stuff in the after show. But I just want to ask you this. You came full circle with your children, and that had to be absolutely heartbreaking. You were estranged for them for how long? 14 years. I'm so sorry. Me too. Um, uh, is this okay to talk about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. 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 Um, it, was, it was the hardest thing, the hardest decision I've ever had to make in my life because I was – there were a couple of things that played. Was there. It yeah. To become Julia? 
Yeah, it was well, to, yes, to make that decision to move forward. Uh, they were young, and, and I knew it would traumatize them because I, I came from a broken home, too, so I know what it was like to not have uh, a father around. You know, and, and this and, is like I see you when I raise you, yeah. Right, and this was 20 years ago, so it was a whole different world back then even than it is yeah. now. And so, you know, I knew I would, I knew I would be basically killing their father. And I, and I, and I hoped against hope that we could somehow work it out and that, you know, we could get through this as a family. Uh, it didn't work that way. It didn't happen that way. Uh, and, and I just, at some point, just, they, they let, you know, it was made clear to me that, um, it would be better if I weren't around. And so with, you know, I I backed away until they, you know, I I felt that they ever wanted to be back in my life. How old were they at that time when you said uh, was- nine and uh, twelve? Wow! Yeah. But you have a relationship with them now. Yeah, they're wonderful kids. They're wonderful, wonderful. And it's all close and good. Uh, it still bumps, but yeah, it's better with my yeah, it's better with my son than with my daughter. But it's. Uh, I love her just, I love them equally. I don't have a favorite. Uh-huh. Yeah, you do. No, I'm kidding. Uh-huh. Um, no, I get it. It's like when I was you know, married and you go to the doctor's office and they go, uh, st- you know, marital status. I go, some days better than others. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, yeah. Julia's going to stay with me, you guys. And if you want to see this after show, we will be putting it up at, um, <clears throat> pardon me. I'm doing a topless too, by the way. So if you, you got to contribute if you want to see that. And we could talk a bit about that. We'll talk about dating. We'll talk about, you know, how you, the things you do or don't say in general. You might not run into a nice person like Julia who's going to explain it, but we're going to talk about it after. And you can find that at patreon.com forward slash Maureen Langan. And this will be up next week on all the podcasts from Apple to Spotify. So, you know, you guys, this was the launch of the second season of Hanging with Langan. I'm so grateful for those of you who have been so supportive. And for Julia, I just give you Julia Scotty, Eddie Clark, make you realize how wonderful life can be. Love you, babe. Love um, you too, Eddie. No, that's Eddie Clark. I know Eddie Clark. Oh, I thought you said Betty. No, Betty. Uh, I don't know who Betty Clark is. Well, but I know we Eddie. Get to her. We could get to her. Francis O'Keefe says, do you know, I, by the way, do you know Eddie? Oh, He's yeah. a very funny. Oh, okay. He's been my best, my guest co-host uh, when I had a show in San Francisco. Yeah, he's really funny too. Great guy and gentleman. Um, I love Julia Scotty, says Francis. She does so much to make others' lives better and brighter. She is a total joy of a human being. I love her so much. Thank you, Francis. And then I think Bob, I don't know if Bob, let me see what Bob said. Um, oh, okay. Bob asks, I need advice from Julia. I recently went back to my apartment in New York City after sheltering uh, on Long Island for the COVID. I met a neighbor who changed. She, her name is Leah, had a deeper voice, facial hair, and her boobs were gone. Is it okay to comment on the difference? Like, hey, Leah, you've changed, or should I just ignore it? That's a good question. Well, well, is she close to Leah? I mean, is he close to Leah? Are you close to Leah? Um, I think they're neighbors. Sorry. Okay, does it? If he talked to her before, you know, find a gentle way to say, hey, congratulations. Um, you know, trans people are not afraid. Most of us are not afraid to talk about uh, what we went through because, we, you know, we want to educate and inform and help people understand what it is we're going through. So uh, be gentle, but approach, her, approach him and uh, ask, you know, whatever you want to ask. Well, I've got to tell you, though, I get a little nervous because I made a big mistake once. I um, I knew someone who transitioned, but I didn't. I only say to you, I only knew you as Rick and I had not seen you visually as Julia. And I Are you talking say, about you. Yeah. Maureen Langan. Okay. So I see you as Rick. This is an example of what happened. And you became Julia, but I've not seen you as Julia. Right. Ever. So when I talk to you i'm like so he i go i'm so sorry she he and i kept doing that and he she see i just did it again she got so upset with me and said but it was new in the process and i said listen you've had a whole life to get used to this give me an hour give me a freaking hour (laughs) i i'm i'm really when it when it comes to stuff like that because i have friends that i've had for a hundred years who 
who had the problem. And I, and I get that. I totally understand that. I mean, it's perfectly normal. What bothers me and what bothers most trans people is if you don't try to change it. I have a friend from childhood uh, who will call me periodically and still calls me Richie. And it's like, man, you got to stop that because I'm not going to take your calls anymore if you keep doing this. Because I can't help it. That's how I know you. I go, yeah, that's how you knew me, you know. I knew as you, I knew you was a total asshole when you were a teenager, <laughs> but I don't keep calling you a total asshole. You're an adult. You're an old man now. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, yeah. make the effort. If you don't make the effort, then stay away from me because I really, yeah, I don't need that. Give the life. respect, and you give people the opportunity to show that respect. I've I've witnessed it firsthand. Eddie says. I know the feeling about my mistake. I did the same thing when I saw Julia at a gig. It bothered me for days afterwards. Comment to Eddie. Eddie's a, such a, he's such a sweetheart, and I love him to death. And, and you know what? The fact that he, he made that effort, and he's, he's just, I couldn't stay mad. At You're him. forgiven, Eddie. You're forgiven. Yeah. Get over it for the love I'm gonna of God. I'm uh, giving him the blessing, you know. All right, so I'm going to say goodbye to you folks for now, and I'm going to remind you to go Don't Make Me Hate You. Uh, get that at patreon.com. Don't Make Me Hate You t-shirts. Here we go. Um, here, Don't Make Me Hate You. Oh. You can you know, go to you, you know who would like one of those? Who? Who? A uh, certain comedian that, I, that has a movie out about her. Well, then, um, she may get one. I'll send you one. Okay. Um, so if you guys go to MaureenLangan.com, all the information's there, hangingwithlangan.com, hangingwithlangan.com. We'll see you again. And um, you can follow the after show, not now. You have to wait. It'll be out next week on Patreon.com. And my, get, my guest today, I thank Susan <coughs> and I thank Julia Scotty. One more shout out for this fantastic documentary. You guys, it's like pennies to go see to watch this thing. It's streaming nationally, newfest.org. You hear that? Newfest.org, October 16th through the 27th, streaming nationally. Julia Scotty, Funny That Way, directed by Susan Sandler, who wrote uh, Crossing Delancey, by the way. Brilliant woman. I'll have this all up on Hanging with Langan page. Oh, oh, Julia Hudson, I told you to remind me she wants to promote this because I'm not doing enough for her. Um let me bring her back in. I have this. this what do we have? It's okay. Uh, Hello, boys. I'm back. It's my CD. You can go. You can get it on. Hold any it up platform. longer. Hold it up longer. Oh, all right. There you it is. went through all this. Hello, boys. I'm back. I'm back on Uproar Records. You can download it on Pandora, on Spotify. On, uh, what's that one? Uh, 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 Jeff Bezos' this thing. Pan, uh, what is it? Amazon? Uh, maybe? Amazon. You can download maybe it. Maybe Amazon. Yeah. Anywhere I know somebody would like that. Stuff. I'll trade you a shirt for that. I will. Yeah, send me your address and I'll send it out to you. Yeah. I can, uh, um, right, Julia, you're the only um, person in America still with a CD player, but yes. I don't like your attitude. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'll go. I'll download it. Um, okay. Peace and love, ladies. Fabulous uh, beginning to season two. Molly Barber. She was the, um, the romper room lady, my friend Molly. She was romper room lady. The, the, not the original, though. Well, the in original? New Jersey, Molly, were you original? I don't know. I I don't think they're written. Not the one in 1940. No, no, she's she's our age. She's fifty, but who you know who's counting? I'm, that lady. Uh, well, I see you. She never saw Maureen. Never saw Maureen. It was so hard. I see. Uh, <laughs> all right, Thank you guys. For making me your first guest. I appreciate it. Oh, Thank you. what an honor! What an honor! And to all of you out there, we'll see you again. Bye, Wig. Mwah. Mwah.